You are now into film I say, Nate, you're fond of me, lobster. Molly, you in danger, girl. Your ass looks like about 150 pounds of juke bubble gum piled, you know that? Say it, sir! I don't believe you people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Don't answer my <laughs> What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Code. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, and joined by the two greatest co-hosts in the world, starting with my man, Zach. How are you, sir? Doing good, man. Uh, excited to talk about uh, Emmett Till. Speaking of which, Phoenix, uh, just curious, did you know who that was before going into the movie? Yeah, I, I may have. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm asking. I'm asking because Brandon didn't know. That and also your wife me. didn't. It, it, that doesn't surprise me either. But yes, yes, it, it was. Uh, uh, he frequent... is one of the most historical figures. Yeah, and prominent in the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. He's he was in U.S. history class, or at least should be. He was in mine. <laughs> he was Wasn't in mine, mine as well. Was yeah. not in mine. Yeah, I was only see. I, I wasn't even introduced to the show yet. I'm already talking here. <laughs> no, nah, man. My U.S. history class. They only told us about Rosa Parks. Damn. <laughs> and MLK. Wow, this is gonna be interesting. Okay, and also joining us, Brandon. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> what's up, guys? Um, I'm in the process of trying to not. Let the integrity of our code word segment break here <laughs> as Zach and Phoenix are sharing answers over here. But yeah, well, it's, how it's is that a... wrong? <laughs> I didn't study, so I'm taking a shot in the dark of whatever Phoenix gives me. He's I don't che- feel like that's that's not that's not really cheating. He's he's looking at my study notes. That's what exactly he's... <laughs> debatable. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah but it is good to be back uh, it's gonna be t- good to be back talking more movies and yeah how are you doing phoenix man i'm good uh so uh like zach said we are talking about the new movie till directed by chinonwe chukwu uh starring danielle deadweiler and uh whoopi goldberg uh this is a based off the a uh, historical story of Emmett Till and how his death sparked the civil rights movement of the late uh, early 1960s. Um, yeah, the reason I wanted to uh, see this movie in particular was mainly because of uh, Daniel Deadweiler's performance. That was the buzz that I was hearing for this film. Uh, pretty much was surrounded her and how she portrayed Mamie Till. And uh, so I was very excited to to see that. Um, that's what sort of got me in the door. Uh, Brandon, what what were your expectations going in for this one? Um, going into this one, I knew nothing about this film. I didn't want to watch any of the trailers because, I mean, a lot of the movies lately, I'm like, okay, cool, let me go see them without seeing any trailers. Let me know nothing about it. And I think my theatrical experience is better for it. Because I'm not going in with going in with any expect expectations. I'm going in just to sit down and enjoy a film. So, um, right off the bat, um, I was I was really pleased with this movie. Um, fantastic acting all around. I think it had a great message, um, even nowadays. And um, 
yeah um okay so i i want to i want to challenge you on that just a little bit right so like you're not the only one who's like uh you know not to watch trailers right because trailers can spoil the entire movie they can take away from the experience like the invitation exactly right like i get all of that right but the reason why i would i would say that i i wouldn't do that is because to me i feel like that gives you an 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 unfair representation of the movie like i disagree yeah, and, and I can see why, but like like I, I think the reason I, I think that is because like particularly I saw a movie recently uh that I told you guys that I hated, right? But somebody else saw it without having seen the trailers and they liked it. And I was like, I wonder if that's because the trailers sort of put everything that I, I that I that they enjoyed was in the trailer. And because they didn't see that. It wasn't it wasn't tainted for them. So I'm wondering, like, to me, I feel like it says that I I feel like a trailer's marketing is part of that movie, but the movie itself has to have something else in it. So even if you see the trailer, if the movie doesn't have anything else, then that's a failed movie. Like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily like it shouldn't get a pass just because you missed a piece of advertising. Is, is, is that fair or do you disagree? I, I still disagree on that because okay. um, like I'll, I'll bring up a perfect example. Parasite. If I had gone to see Parasite watching the trailer, I've been like, oh, my God, OK, I know exactly what I'm in for. And I'm glad I didn't like I'm glad I'm glad I was able to give Zach that same experience of going in without knowing anything about the film. Okay, I, I I think it works for some, and 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 it definitely hurts others. I I can agree with that because uh, like I didn't see a trailer for Parasite and it was the best experience ever, so that's probably fair. Yeah, I mean, but as far as just like even just like regular films that release normally without any like huge hype around it, I'm fine with not seeing trailers still. So, yeah may just be me okay zach what about you what was your expectations going in for this one um i mean automatically off the bat i mean i did see the trailers and i already knew who emmett till was so i knew like even before even without seeing a trailer i knew what the movie was going to be about uh but the acting i will say uh was incredible uh once i did get in I did thoroughly enjoy the movie. I thought it was really great. I enjoyed a lot of things that they did in that movie. So, uh, yeah. All right. All right. So, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, um, not non-spoiler, obviously. Uh, what were your thoughts uh, overall on the film, Brandon? Um, overall, like, uh, like I did, like I just said earlier, I think it had a great message to it. Um, like even though it happened in real life, um, the acting was incredible. The story was great, and yeah, just there were a lot of moments where just things happen. I'm like, this piece of garbage person. <laughs> are you kidding me? I can't believe they did that and got away with whatever. Mm. Man, what a piece of crap. Mm. And then I and then on the other side, I'm like, why aren't we doing? Why aren't they doing more about this? You know. So. I will say like um 
I as as familiar as I was with the story of Emmett Till, I really didn't know the outcome. Like that was something that that had left my head for whatever reason. So like that because of that, like it did make like much of the film very compelling because I was like, oh, I don't really know how this ends. So like, um, but yeah, so that that was really cool. Just uh, getting to it through the movie, and I was like, oh wow, I really don't remember how this ends. Um, and I'm I got I got other thoughts about that too. But uh, Zach, go ahead. Yeah, Phoenix, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Um, yeah, I, I very much remember this in U.S. history. It was one of my favorite subjects. And I like I remember this was like a, a testing answer, right? Like this mm. is something you had to know. Uh, but it, it's been a while. And so, yeah, I also did forget the outcome. And yeah, I think it did make it very compelling towards the end because uh, that wasn't what I remembered, <laughs> Uh, from U.S. history class, so uh, the fact the way it ended just made it like even more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Kind of like really setting in, like what happened, you know? So I, I mean, it was great. It was really crazy. Uh, everything that that family went through. So yeah, it was it was a great movie. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's go ahead and break the seal and talk spoilers for Till. Uh, if you've not seen Till, check it out. It is in theaters still. And uh, let us know your thoughts. Alright, we are officially talking spoilers for Till. Brandon, kick us off. What are your spoiler thoughts? Yeah, man. Um, right, like, 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 like I mentioned, there are a lot of moments where I'm like, "You piece of crap, person, man." Every like, with the exception of like two people, I'm not bringing up race here, but like, like they're all except for like two white people in this movie. They are all POSs, man. <laughs> especially, especially the woman that um Emmett uh whistled at, man. Like, it's terrible that this happened. But I think they, I think it set up the right person in, in U.S. history. Right. I think it set up the right person to kick off the civil rights movement. Right. And that like, makes sense. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's perfect sense. And like, it kind of sucks, right? Like, you know, you don't, no one wants to be that person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No one wants to be in that situation. And I think, you know, it's awful. It's an awful moment in history. But yeah, it's uh, it's also one of those necessary moments, uh, because we wouldn't, we probably wouldn't be where we're at today without it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one thing I want to say, right, is in seeing the trailers, I was like, you know what, I did not expect. Like, the thing that we learned in history was um, was how bad. Emmett Till looked after after the brutalization that was so like yeah so like one thing I didn't expect in the movie was for them to actually show it like at all I didn't expect that at all I thought maybe they'd show like old photographs or something like that to have the the uh, a body dressed up in the makeup and the prosthetics to make it look like like that that was a jarring sight like I was like wow that that was incredible so I, like yeah 
I thought they were going to keep the camera as is. Like, they had the table blocking the other table. Right. And she's like, lift the sheet. And then she started crying. Like, okay, I have a feeling they're going to block it because, you know, they can't show dead right. kids on a, on a movie. Right. And then they pan up and show them like, holy oh, shit. God. <laughs> yeah, that was... uh. That was that was wow. <laughs> well, the way that they cut the camera, right? When mm-hmm. you finally did see the body, they had it below the ledge where you can't see, and then slowly raising it up. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, the whole time you're thinking, okay, they're just not gonna show it. And yeah, that that also you're right, Phoenix. The way they did that made it feel that way. And then it just like completely caught me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it caught caught me off guard. It was it was it was unsettling to say the least. And like, but I thought it was a smart tactic because like, you know, we weren't alive when this when this took place. But that um feeling that people had when they saw it was real and they kind of recaptured it. Uh for for me at least was like if I had seen that, I'd have been like, "Whoa, like that's that's a bridge too far like that's insane so like i think they did an excellent job of just recapturing that feeling that feeling of shock that feeling of like awfulness that that this occurred so uh props to the director i thought that was amazing and definitely props to the makeup team like that's great job (laughs) uh i want to touch on uh danielle De- is it Deadweiler? Mm-hmm. Her performance was awesome. Man. Yeah. I mean, that was just smashing. Yeah. She she knocked it out of the park. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, that was my reason for going to see this was um was because of her performance. And I'd heard like, you know, I I stay in I stay in the loop when it comes to Oscar punditry and and you know people's predicting certain uh things so I'm like always paying attention. Her name constantly kept coming up and I was like, okay, so like I got to see what she does. Whoo. Uh yeah, Daniel Deadweiler. Um amazing, amazing job. Way to come out of like left field and just own it. Um right now she would be one of my one of my top five picks for for best lead actress uh I, I, hands down i think as of right now from the movies i've seen this year i would say she's as of right now i would i could see her winning potentially Ooh. i could see her getting nominated um i'd have to look back at all the films that i've seen not that but... many brandon <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen quite a bit uh I like that's all, man. I know. But yeah, no, I've I've seen quite a bit. Not as many as you, but <laughs> like I've seen like a hundred and ten films. Yeah, and I've released seen, uh, this year. So I've seen 37. Wow. Well, Not thought... many get to touch my top list. So <laughs> for me to say that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't want to get off topic here, but I think my main contender for now is um michelle yo from uh everything everywhere all at once i th- i see her uh, either winning it or also getting nominated but uh back on topic here yeah. yes she was a yeah. fantastic actress in this film man um i think like just talking about her performance man like 
Daniel Didweiler. And could you imagine just like, like it, it felt like she was actually witnessing, like witnessing her own son's body when she broke down, man. That was, that, that was, re- that, that was, was yeah. Oh affected. my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was tearing up. So like, I was crying, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, on the way in to see the, the movie, uh, for me, I met a uh, mother and daughter, uh, very sweet people, like very sweet people. They were in from uh, Seattle and uh, just lovely, lovely people. And because uh, I um, I brought my book back to the theater and uh, they were like, yeah, you can't bring your book bag in here. And they were nice enough to let me uh, leave my book bag in their car since we were going to see the same movie. And uh, they had, you know, a box of Kleenex with them. Like, <laughs> so they knew what it was. And like, we were in the theater and that particular scene, man. Oh man, you like, it's crazy to just meet somebody and have them have that uh, effect on you. But like, like when that, when that scene happened, like she, she broke down pretty hard and it was, you know, it's, it's a lot to take, especially as a parent, you're like, Oh man, like what in the world would would that life be like? And that's just that. This is just an awful feeling. But yeah, I thought yeah, she Phoenix, what was it? What was it like for you? I mean, you have a daughter, so yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, like even the lady I was talking about, like that was our conversation when we left the theater. Was like, as a parent, that's something you constantly think about. Is something like that happening to your child? It's the worst thing in the world. Like. No, and I was shocked also to find that Mamie lived to to 2003, and I was like, I, I, like this happened in like 1958, 59 or something like that. 55. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, bro, I can't imagine living with that trauma for so long. Like, mm-hmm. like amazing, amazing woman, and I think she she lived an incredible life, and yeah, that was that was a. Uh, that was just one of those scenes. And I, again, I can't stress enough. I think Daniel Deadweiler absolutely nailed this performance. I do want to say, um, I think Jalen Hall was the right cast for Emmett Till. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yeah. He was pretty good. We've had some really rough child actors this year. So it was nice yeah. to finally get someone who was solid. Like, oh, man. Appreciated that so much. <laughs> like he really, like he really captured the innocence of like who Emmett Till was. You know, he's yeah. just a happy-go-lucky kid, and mm-hmm. he, I think he really captured that well. Could you imagine they gave us Moonfall Kid? <laughs> that would have been terrible. Or Black Adam Kid. Oh Jesus! Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but anyway. Man. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to touch on uh, Carolyn Bryant Donham for a second. Nice. I hate that woman. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I, 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 man. But shout out to Haley Bennett. She played. She played it. She she played it like she played the character I hated, a, and she did well at making me hate her. Yeah, exactly. like that's a rough role exactly. to play. Like that is a rough role to play. So I mean, like, like you know. <laughs> Imagine going to your family and be like, "Yeah, I got cast in Emmett Till. Oh, what what role? Uh, Caroline Bryant." And we're just jaw drops, just like, 
I, uh, I mean, I can't even imagine, especially the scene in the courthouse at the end mm. where she's accusing Emmett Till of raping her. Uh-huh. Like, I can't imagine that has to be so much to act out and knowing the significance of it. Like, mm. I don't like I can't imagine how hard that is to actually do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? What what one thing that uh, upset me that they left out of the movie is that on her deathbed she admitted that she lied like that that they uh yeah i did i did think i remember that yeah Yeah. like from the from history class yeah and she got paid four thousand dollars for it Uh, her husband and the the other killer yeah 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 they got paid four thousand for their interview in when in which they admitted that they did kill Emmett Till. Which uh like I was like, well, if they admitted it, how come they weren't, you know, trying double jeopardy. But double jeopardy, exactly. I was like, that's trash. Like, <laughs> like that's trash. And the fact that they lived, I was like, what? Like, like what? You admitted that and you get to live? Like, I feel like somebody should I would have brought the pitch for it. Yeah. Like, 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 I'm sorry. That's that's ridiculous. Um, you know, it was it was unfortunately a, a very dark time in our country, so you know, yeah. rising up against something like that was never easy yeah. at that time. So, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I saw, like, I'm looking at a, a comparison picture to what the lady actually looked like. She is an old bag in, like, in her older years. Well, yeah, she lived to be almost 80, maybe 90 years old. Yeah. And uh, this lady's an old bag. Like, she just screams like racism. Yeah. <laughs> Like you talk, she just you're talking like, about Carolyn Bryant. She looks just like a vile old woman. <laughs> I mean, lying for years can can you know turn you turn your your soul to ash. So, yep i I want to know like like I I know we're diving into I guess court politics now. I want to know when when you were and t- when testimonials on swearing swearing on a bible when was that put in place because clearly she did not swear in a bible here well i mean i think it wouldn't have mattered like <laughs> it truly wouldn't have mattered this is a mississippi court in 1955 like at best you know what i'm saying it was if they even brung it in the building like you know what i'm saying it, it legit wouldn't have mattered like the the scene where we see the all white male jury come in. I was like, yeah. Oh, I'm like, it's it's yeah. over. I was like, maybe. I was like, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe there's some hope. Like, because again, I just did not remember how this ended. So I was like, come on, they like, you know, they're gonna be affected. They they got to like, and the scene in particular when uh Daniel Detweiler testifies. Come on, man. I was like, I was like, that that right there, I was like, that should have won everybody over. So I was like, again, I just had so much like hope that this was gonna turn around or or you know work out in, in some way. So yeah. <laughs> I also I, I could never play Brendan Patrick Connor's part, the He's, sheriff. The sheriff. Oh yeah. Somebody has to play those parts, man. Somebody has to be that that evil person. And yeah. I'm looking at his filmography. He's only been in five things. Wow. And his most recent other film being Joker. Mm. <laughs> that and actually previously makes sense. In, previously <laughs> in Spider-Man 2. So, I mean, 
yeah there's not uh like for him i get for me it's for him it's a role you know right work i i can i could never i could never do that no way (laughs) i can uh, never play that role i want to apologize i think i said uh i think i said the wrong name earlier yeah i said Derek luke i meant sean patrick thomas so that's that's my bad uh who plays uh gene mobley that's uh uh mamie's husband Mm. also want to send a shout out to jamie lawson killing it killing it uh this is her third film i think this year uh she was in she was in the batman she was in the woman king and now she's in till so jamie jamie lawson been working so shout out to her uh great work um I do want to talk about a few things that I had issue with, and I think it goes back to uh, our discussion about uh, the trailer. Uh, I think you guys are right in saying that trailers give too much away, but I also feel like the reason that that's the case is because your movie doesn't have much else to offer. I think that usually is the case. Mm. When, when, When a trailer gives too much away, it's probably because the movie doesn't have much else after that. For me, it's not it's not it giving it away. I just like even with like let's just say Wakanda Forever. I saw mm. the first trailer; it was fantastic. Right. I don't want to watch the second one. Every time the second one comes out of the theater, I I dip out of there. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to see any. I don't want to see footage. clips. Nothing. <laughs> it's the same way with Glass Onion. I am so freaking excited for that movie. I do not want to see the second trailer. Knives Out. I avoided every and all possible footage for that movie, like everything. And I went in and I was really satisfied. So, I mean, that's what I do nowadays with just a lot of films. But see, like, and this is this is what I say, like, uh, this is where I disagree, because you can have a trailer that is great and that that does have, uh, you know, some some key points, but it doesn't give anything away. And like. And the movie has way more than what the trailer shows. Like the trailer only shows like 10% of what the movie is. The reason why trailers tend to give stuff away is because 10% is 90% of that movie. You know what I'm saying? Because they they need the the proper footage to win you over. Exactly. So like they'll they'll string together some of the strongest moments, but you realize that those are the, the moments of the film. Uh, and that's why I say like that that chances are is that the reason that the trailer gives so much away is because the movie doesn't have much else behind it. So like to me, and that was that was sort of the feeling I had on this one is like a lot of the affecting scenes were in the trailer and like there wasn't any other meat underneath that. There were some other moments that weren't in the trailer that surprised me. So like thankfully that was there. And that definitely improved my viewing experience. But like, I think of like the last line in the trailer where she says, you know, uh, anything that happens to any of us anywhere is the business of us everywhere. I was like, that's a great line. And like, I wish it was surrounded by other great lines, but it wasn't like that was it. And I was just like, I'm sorry. I wasn't in the business. It better be the business business of of us all. all. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So like that, you know what I'm saying? And that's a true line. I know Mamie said that. It's just, I was like, I wish we had more of that. So like, maybe they they just didn't have the full speech or whatever, but um, I thought that was just a little strange. Um, 
But luckily, like I said, there are other moments that I did not know about that weren't in the trailer. So it was like it it kind of balanced itself out. Well, there's a lot of sub like you said, there's a lot of substance there too. Like it wasn't, you know, like there was a lot to chew on in the entire movie. Yeah. Along with the great performances, I do want to also shout out uh the director, Chinamwe uh Chaku. Uh, seen another one of her films. I think she did Clemency with um, Alfre Woodard, uh, 2019, I believe. Like that was one of my favorite movies of um, of that year. Like, uh, so she's a solid director, uh, really solid. Yeah, she did do Clemency. So like, this is I believe only her second uh, feature film. Um, so she's only gonna get better. I can't wait to see what else she does. But as far as her first two films, I think she nailed it. And it helps that she had Alfred Woodard for one and Danielle Deadweiler for the other. So <laughs> great way to go. Any other issues that you guys had with the film? Um, so, you know, I want to say some of the set design was a little uh, like in the beginning with mm-hmm. the train. Mm. Like it yes. just looked yeah. very heavy green screen. Yeah, dude. yeah. <laughs> that that was like I was like, ooh, that looks a little rough. Yeah. The the guy on the dock with her, who worked for the train company, mm-hmm. disappeared and reappeared so many times. <laughs> yeah, I will say, yeah, that's another thing. Like the editing, the editing I thought was okay. Like it wasn't, it wasn't mind blowing. I didn't see like, you know what I'm saying? It didn't seem effortless. It was, it was okay. It was like, you know, if you just graduated college with with this area of expertise, you could have knocked this out. You know what I'm saying? So like, to me it was solid, but it wasn't like outstanding. Um, Yeah. And like you said, there were some issues with, with how that was done. And I agree, like the, the, background in that scene was very noticeably sketchy <laughs> um i guess another thing just like again back to that train scene um i mean yeah they, they're doing it for the sake of the story there's no way they were the last two people before the train took off yeah, i mean could be i feel like every film just i feel like every film that has a main character just does that yeah it's just like you're the you're the main character, so that's how it's going to go. We're going to look at you last. Uh, same thing happened with Harry and Hagrid. Right. At the end of the, the first Harry Potter film. So I, I got nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's really just like a nitpick. Yeah. 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 Honestly, yeah, those those two, those two few things really are like a nitpick because, like I said, the, the camera work was fantastic. I thought the makeup was... Like, I, I went from being like i don't see this in in any other category besides daniel deadwiler to be like no makeup makeup and hairstyling is gonna get a shout out just for the just for what they did with uh with the emmett till design so uh yeah yeah solid solid work all around congratulations to everybody in the film i know it, it must not have been an easy film to make um <laughs> yeah and uh and thank you for educating us because even i who who spent countless years uh learning about this subject completely forgot about how it ended so i did not realize that there was no law signed into place until like 
this year. Yeah, that's I, I did not know. That. <laughs> like I know that there was a um I know that there was a anti-lynching act uh set in like the 19 early like 1940s I want to say but like I don't know how wide reaching that was and I don't know the differences in legislation between this one and the most recent one that was passed but like yeah like that that caught me way off guard to see that like 2020 it literally passed like this this year year. yeah that's disturbing that's kind of kind of disgusting yeah yeah so all right, so Brandon, final thoughts and score for Till. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I think the acting was great. Um, I think it had a great story to tell. Um, I mean, yeah, it was based off true story. I think I'm, uh, I'd also like to say thank you for educating us on this. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go four stars. Uh, I think I think that that's a solid four star film. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say the acting was great. I love the movie. Thought it was really well done. A couple of nitpicks here and there. You can't really change the story because it is like historical. So, you know, they did what they, they could with it. I'm going to give it four stars as well. Sounds like, um, I'm going to, I'm going to ride that four star as well. I, I, I think it was just a solid film. It's a tough film. It's a deeply affecting one, but again, um, Daniel Detweiler's performance, I think, really, really sells it and is is the ultimate calling card of the film. Um, I highly recommend checking it out, if if not for anything, just for a history lesson. Um, and uh, let us know what you guys think uh, at Film Code Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And that is it for us. Four stars all around for Till. And we are now going to move on to what's good. What's good, what's good, what's good. All right, Zach, what has been good for you this week, sir? So I do have to say, since we've last talked, I got to see the movie I very much wanted to see, and I was not disappointed. Uh, that being said, my what's good is going to go to Triangle of Sadness. Nice. Uh, that <laughs> was phenomenal. Uh, if you haven't seen that this year, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, I thought that definitely deserved the Palm Dior. Uh, there was a lot of very underlying meaning in a lot of the movie. It was It was phenomenal. I don't regret seeing it. I actually would love to see it again. <laughs> oh, like yeah, it was it was great. For uh, what's good for me is uh, a couple weeks ago I said I watched Terrifier, mm-hmm. and this week I got to watch Terrifier two. Ah, yay! The first Terrifier was great. Mm-hmm. This one was a huge step up. Wow! Like oh my god, this was awesome, man. <laughs> uh, I I never thought I would see a uh, movie with such gruesome kills. Like, there's going to be so many moments where you're like, okay, he's got to be done with this person. And then he comes back like 30 seconds later and just keeps going. I'm like, oh my God. So yeah, Terrifier 2 is my what's good for this week. Um, Please check it out. Wow. It is so good. Okay. Uh, 
I I I gotta get I gotta I gotta go out to see that. I actually gotta go out and see both of those because it's those on are, the flex. Yeah. Oh well, never mind. <laughs> Watch it right at home. All right. <laughs> um. Not oh, triangle of sadness, but yeah, not triangle of sadness, not, but terrifier. Yeah. Both of them are in the flex. Triangle of sadness. I could probably see uh this weekend please, actually. Please see it. <laughs> um. So for me, uh, ooh, dear, what is good for me? Uh, <laughs> this week, I uh, actually got around to knocking off something off of my uh, watch list for the first time ever. And uh, I finally got to see Scarface, uh, gentlemen. Wait, you never see? Yeah. <laughs> I got to see Scarface, and I finally knocked that one off of my list classic uh gangster my movie uh al pacino i mean come on at one of the heights of his powers um so i don't know how many people haven't seen scarface apparently i'm like i haven't seen it oh yeah so like it's worth checking out just to experience like that legacy and what that movie means uh very unique very unique very different from what i thought it would be at all also so uh yeah shock of all shocks i finally got around to seeing scarface so that's scarface terrifier 2 and triangle of sadness can't go wrong with any of those let us know what you guys think of those movies and that has been what's good from us here at film code and now it is that time It was your co-word this week. <laughs> yes, sir. Remind everyone what your co-word was and all of your clues, please. My co-word was Ghost. The release date is between 1990 to 2000. The director only did one film, and it was this one. Lead actress is an Oscar nominee within the last five years. There's a remake of this film coming out soon with no announced release date. And an extra hint is Zach and I have visited where this film takes place. <laughs> So, in film code fashion, Mr. Sneath. Well, first. <laughs> yeah. So, my guess is going to be the astronaut's wife. Um, it was in 99. Uh, the lead actress is Charlize Theron, and it's directed by Ran Ravage. Okay. But where do we visit? I I saw that clue, and I'm gonna be honest with you. The only thing that came to mind was Baby Driver, and that's all I could think about because that's the only one I remember. Uh. Well, Baby Driver is not in the '90s, though. You're gonna have to tell me after this because I, honest to God, do not remember anything besides Baby Driver where we saw, <laughs> which we drove by. Gotcha, Phoenix. Oak Doak. Uh. So I I went searching <laughs> for a great deal uh to find uh the clues for this one. Uh I settled on this one and it's funny because you said the lead actress was uh nominated uh, in the past 5 years. Was was funny is I found actually three actresses in the past 5 years who were actually in this movie. <laughs> 
but uh, I'm going with a movie from 1999 called Drop Dead Gorgeous, directed by Michael Patrick Jan. Uh, it's a comedy about uh, this small Minnesota town where there's a beauty pageant and a bunch of people, I guess, are are fighting for it and some people end up dead. But uh, <laughs> uh, Kirsten Dunst is one of the actresses who's uh, who was nominated the past five years. She's the lead. Uh, it also has Allison Janney in it and it also has Amy Adams in it. So <laughs> uh, three different actresses who were nominated the past five years. But that's my guess is Drop Dead Gorgeous. You were right on the actress. It is Kirsten Dunst. However, the film you were looking for is 1997's Tower of Terror. Oh, oh my God, really? You and I have been to this place, Zach. Oh, man. Really? You at and I have Disney, literally at been Disney, to this place. At Disney World? It was filmed there. It was literally filmed there. I remember that movie, too. Well, the you didn't, you oh. didn't tell me. What do you mean I didn't tell you? You didn't tell me that was a set location. <laughs> so you do your research. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> the only place I can fucking remember is Baby Driver from freaking Atlanta. Excuse my language. But yeah, okay. So your director is DJ McHale. And I'm pissed. Did, and he only did this film. Lead actress, Kirsten Dunst. There's a remake of this film uh, directed by Taika Waititi coming out. Nice. It's announced for next year, but I don't think it's going to release next year. Uh, there's no official release date for it just yet. Um, and yeah, Zach and I have visited this place before. So Not bad. <laughs> Congratulations, Brandon. You earned yourself another two points. I've been my head the entire time like... Where the hell have I gone with Brandon? <laughs> I was like, we've been to Disney, and we went out to Atlanta one time with Phoenix. Man, like, that's man, the man, most adventurous I've been with Brandon. You should have just most, searched. Most of the time, it's right by work at, at a lunch spot. You should have just We searched. go to Otter's Chicken. I hope you have one near you. Man, you should have. Shout out to Otter's. You should have literally just searched movies filmed in Disney, and you would have been right. bam. Right, right there. That's awesome. I actually love this movie, by the way. Like Tower of Terror, I actually think it's really great. I seen oh, you've it. seen it? Yeah, yeah. I saw saw it when it came out. Like I freaking love this movie. I Dude, totally forgot Kirsten is in it. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, it's cool. It only has a two nine on Letterbox. That's trash. That movie's there's awesome. not that many people that's seen it. <laughs> right. Have any of you guys seen The Labyrinth with David Bowie? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. No. I've heard of it, and I can picture. Like the costume he wears, the Goblin King, yeah. But I mean, my mom used to play that all the time, and I love that movie. And I don't know if I would now, so (laughs) (laughs) we'll see. All right, so there you have it. Tower of Terror was the code word this week. Uh, love it. If you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend checking it out. It's it's a fun Disney movie. I had a blast with it. I guess it's an even better ride if you've gone to Disney World. But uh, check it out. All right, Brandon, you now lead our leaderboard. I think that puts you at 12 points. On what do you mean season. I now lead the leaderboard? I'm I've sorry. Been leading yeah, you've been leading. Yes, of course. You're at 12. I think I'm at nine. I think our guest list is up to seven. And oh. Zach, I think, is sitting firmly at four or five. I have to double check. 
But yeah, moving on up. It's a it's, it's a tight race at the top. Brandon with the steal on that one. That was good. All right. So we're gonna get up out of here, guys. Zach, let everybody know where they can find you. You guys can find me on Twitter at Zach Sneath. That is Z-A-C-H-S-N-E-A-T-H. And you can find me on Letterbox at Z Sneaks. All right. And Brandon, where can everybody find you, sir? You guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C ears over on Letterboxd. Go check out what I'm watching. Thank you guys again for listening to this podcast. And yeah, I will be the reigning defending code-breaking <laughs> champion at the end of the season. So you guys can also catch us at Otter's Chicken. <laughs> there pretty often. <laughs> You guys can find me on Twitter at IMHOReviews1, that's the number one, and on Letterboxd under PA Clouded. And as always, guys, please follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at FilmCoPod. And we will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace. <laughs>